Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We are here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Keeney and I'm joined by my fellow colleague, Fisher. Hello, guys. Uh, and we will be running through the week in WWE. We'll run through SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. But first, we're over to Fax Fisher, our news correspondent for some relatively breaking news for the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, I like it when we get stuff in happen on a Thursday afternoon or Thursday yeah. afternoon. It's nice. And tonight, we got treated to some, some news. Um, I think positive news about WWE's commentary team. So I heard a couple of days ago that they were considering freshening it up for the season premiere, changing a few things around. Then it was sort of rumoured earlier that Wade Barrett was going to be on SmackDown this Friday, which I thought, okay, is this a one-off or is this permanent? And then about an hour after that, it was confirmed that they're having some new interviewers and um, commentary. So Jimmy Smith, has he's tweeted, announcing his departure from WWE. Um, okay. First of all, I just want to say, I think he did okay on commentary. He's all right. I'm not going to miss he, him. He was an upgrade on Adnan Verk because they had Adnan Verk, didn't yeah. he? He didn't last very long. They had Jimmy Smith, but I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to miss his commentary. It was just okay. It was solid enough and he was okay. But I'm not like, I don't think he was, he doesn't have that passion that Michael Cole has. He doesn't have that knowledge that like, Corey Graves and other yeah, people I, I feel like, like Corey Graves has kind of carried Raw for a little while. He's kind of become the main guy on Raw, and yeah, Graves and Saxon have their back and forth. And Jimmy Smith, I mean, I'll, I'll let you read out the um, yeah, the the um, pairings a minute, but I've, I'm not really a fan of the three man booth. I feel like three is a bit much. Like sometimes it will come for the odd time if you have a special guest announcer, but free commentators. I just think, like, I know McAfee's been great, but we prefer even on NXT, you had um, Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett as a duo. I mean, Mm. Beth Phoenix was good when she was there as well, but I just in general, I just prefer a two. So I do think a two is better. I think three can work sometimes, but they they all have to contribute something. And I think a lot of the time, the third person kind of gets just lost Mm. a little bit. Um, and on yeah, Raw, but- I feel like Byron is that person, really. Because Jimmy Smith kind of does the play-by-play. Although I do feel like Graves, like you say, is kind of carrying that at times. Yeah, I feel like and he And then adding his heel up. stuff. And then obviously him and Byron have their back and forths. But so Byron, it looks like, is going to be an interviewer or backstage person now rather than a commentator, which I don't... I mean, I don't mind Byron Saxton. I, I, don't, I don't think he's a great commentator. I don't think no. he's the worst either. And obviously Graves 
is yeah, going to so, be. Yeah, so, he, so I actually can't remember myself. Graves what, is, is... going to still be on Raw. Because he's so, been on SmackDown recently as well, hasn't he? Yeah, so who's on Raw? Graves so and... Kevin Patrick is, you know, the Irish interviewer man backstage. Never heard yeah. him commentate before. I like him as I an interviewer. Like, I feel like, didn't he good. commentate one episode of Raw when he may well Jimmy Smith wasn't there? And I think we rumoured he might have left Jimmy Smith, but he came back the next week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think you might be right. But I, I think I, he did do one Raw. I, think, I don't think it's... I think this is the weakest... And of the three brands, I think this is the weakest duo. Definitely. Yeah, Kevin Patrick, let's, let's just give him a chance. He might be all right. Yeah, but him, him, so him and Graves, two-man boob, I do like that there's two. Mm. But we'll see how it goes with those two. Um, then SmackDown is my personal favourite one with Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. I think that will be a really good combination. Yeah, Wade Barrett can, is really he good, He can have a he? similar vibe to what McAfee had with yeah. Cole, I feel. Um, not quite as excitable, but very good. Very good. And I think Barrett being back on the main sort of roster scene is the right move. I think he's... Yeah. Yeah, I think... He, he was okay in NXT. I liked his stuff when he was talking about, like, Toxic Attraction. I thought... I tell you what, I enjoyed him and Vic Joseph way more than I thought I would. When when you when that's on paper, Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, or whatever. But actually, I, I thought it was really good. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, nowhere near the Michael Cole, McAfee duo. Um, but Vic Joseph is still on NXT, isn't he? So, and yeah, and then NXT is Vic Joseph and Booker T is back officially on commentary. So he was I'm not sure on, on Booker War. T. Um, he is. I love Booker T as a guy. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> like, when he was a wrestler, I liked him. On commentary, when he was on Raw, he was a bit here. He was a bit all over the place sometimes. I think for NXT, he, he might be the right kind of fit. He might work. Um, That's a big change, though, I feel like. Booker T is a real... Um... Like it just just feels a real like change of direction of commentary. Um, mm. Vic, Vic Joseph, I think, is actually really underrated. I think it's a really good commentator, Vic Joseph. He is pretty good. I'm a bit upset they've not found room for Nigel McGuinness, who was on NXT he UK. Is one I thought that I, He's when, really Pat, good. when Pat was sort of announced to be not around for a while, so many people online were clamoring for. For Nigel McGuinness, they're like, well, why aren't you getting him? Because he's the best one available. Yeah. Um, whether or not there's some issues there with him, obviously, because in the UK he, or... Well, no, I don't think he ever was in the UK. So when on NXT UK towards the end, he was on commentary with, I can't remember, the guy lead announcer, Ben Andrews, maybe? I can't remember his name, but yeah. there was a lead announcer on NXT UK. But he, there was only ever one guy in the booth. The lead guy was only ever in the booth. So uh, yeah. McGuinness okay. was always virtual second commentator. So I don't think he's ever in the UK McGuinness. I think he's always in the US. In that case, yeah, I don't see any reason why so they I'm, haven't got him. So I'm a I'm bit surprised. Even wow. even if he was on NXT and not the main roster, I think that would have been that would have been cool. The yeah. other thing to sort of um to say as well around this is Kathy Kelly is back, who was a very, very popular announcer. Um she left two or three years ago. She mainly worked in NXT before. Yeah, obviously Triple H obviously liked her as an announcer. Was her boss before? He's brought her back. I think that's a smart move as well because she's very popular. So and people is, uh, already seem to be seem is, to be loving that one. Yeah, is Kayla Braxton still on SmackDown? I think so. I haven't seen the full because I, I think I, so, I, yeah. I just need some more Kayla Braxton and Paul Heyman interaction. Yeah, I think I think Kayla and Megan Morant are still on um, SmackDown. I think Kathy Kelly might be on Raw, maybe. Yeah, because it was Kevin Patrick on Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think she's replacing him, and I think maybe you got Byron there as well. Um, yep. And Sarah Schreiber, possibly. Oh, yeah, Sarah Schreiber. So yeah. There's two or three. I, I can't remember the full list of backstage interviewers. I just The commentary was the main thing that stood out. But I, and Kathy Kelly's return, because she, uh, she's, she's very popular. 
Um, so yeah, overall, I, I think positive changes um, and it fresh any freshening up of the product. I was like, I don't think you want it to get too stale on commentary. Um, so I think freshening it up makes a lot of sense, actually. So yeah, I'm very, ha- I'm, I'm overall, I'm happy with this. It's raw, I'm a little bit skeptical, but the rest of them, I think it'll be good. Yeah. I think for me, Booker T is the only one that I have a bit of question over, but we'll see. We'll give him a chance. Like I say, I think NXT yeah. might be good for him. So I think in NXT might be the right kind of fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's all, that's it really for this week for news. Yeah. Well, let's get into the actual shows. themselves. I mean, there was some AEW then. stuff, but we won't talk about that on this because it's a WWE only podcast today. We did AEW with us with it last week, but we're not going to do that this week. So, oh yeah, well we may be seeing one of them back in WWE soon. If, yeah, uh, I think if, if, uh, if he gets his way on dry day, but... <laughs> yeah, but, but it looks a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's why he, I think that's what he's trying to do. Absolute chaos in AEW right now. It's, uh, it really me- is mental. Back. It's more interesting than the actual product right now. It is. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's get to uh, the action, so to speak. So we'll start with SmackDown. Yeah, and we opened with that tag match, um, Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa, yeah. Ricochet and Madcap. Yeah. Um, decent enough match. Just, I think we said it before, but Solo is uh, an absolute star. He's, he's going right to the top, I think. He is, um, I think we've always said who's the guy to beat Roman, and I, I think Solo Sokoa's gone right up in the betting for that. I would put him second favorite behind Cody Rhodes as the guy to beat Roman Reigns. I think Solo's, I think that much of him. That's a big call, but I I think he is, um, yeah, I think he is getting a big push and he's very good. And he's, you know, he's obviously impressed early on to be getting these big matches, but I feel it really helps him working as well with his older brothers. Obviously he's going to have great chemistry with them. Um, and they're very, very experienced. They've been in WWE for like 10, 11 years. Roman mm. Reigns, the top guy in the business, basically. And then Sami Zayn, who is an incredible veteran of like 15 years mm. as well. So he's working in a group with top people as well, which he obviously is, yeah. I think helps him massively. In NXT, though, even on his own, he did stand out as pretty good. Yeah, um, he, he was one, one of the better the... NXT guys. Yeah. Exactly. So he, he's, he's obviously a natural, like most members of that family seem to be. Um, yeah. You know, it's just... You, you can go on and on and on. There's literally 20, 30 of them that you could name. Um, yeah, they're all, all amazing. But yeah, um, the match was really good. And I love it when they, what I love at the moment is the continuity, like setting up matches the week before. You know what matches are going to be on SmackDown this week because they just make sense. Or well, it is. And I think we actually have a match announced for this Friday SmackDown where after the match, Solo kind of um, snapped and had a little attack of, on Madcap. So I think we have Solo v Madcap announced for SmackDown tomorrow off the back of this. So that's continuing. And again, I, I think we said it last week and we'll, I'll probably say it again this episode of this podcast, but the flowing of people in storylines, like, yeah, it's just great to see. And the, the use, I think right now they are utilizing their roster so well. Like it's, it's not with, the biggest roster in with the world. a few exceptions. I would say there's there a, few are a few guys that, um, could be being used a little bit more, and I'm surprised they're not. And we'll get to one of those guys who did get on Raw this week and I thought was fantastic, yes, um, I know who hasn't mean. been used. But there's a few others as well where I think, oh, they could be being used better. One of them we'll actually probably get to later on on SmackDown, actually, as well. Um, he's on TV, but not. I'm, I'm a bit baffled by the booking. But this, th- these guys have all been booked really, really well. I feel like Ricochet as well has had really good matches been utilized pretty well since Triple H come back. He hasn't been winning much. I think he did win a couple of matches at the start, though. Beat Corbin yeah, he a beat Corbin, yeah. 
Um, Mad Cat Moss is is fine in the role he's in. I think I don't think he's ever going to get a mega push. He, he is just Mister Generic Babyface right now. Mad yeah, Cat he, Moss. He needs more of a character, like, doesn't he? He hasn't. He hasn't got much direction, but he's just. He, I mean, he's involved with the bloodline loosely, so it's not a mm. bad place to be for him. You know. No, and this match, like I said, it was really good. Sammy and Ricochet, they've had loads of bangers and they have good chemistry in the ring. Um, the match ended with a sneak tag from uh, Solo Sokoa. Uh, and yeah. then he helped Sammy Zayn and then got the win. There was a beatdown afterwards. And what I loved here is, so the story was that they came to, it was weird seeing the bloodline so light because you had them on Raw the previous Monday with Paul Hay. Oh no, it might have been SmackDown the week before, on the Friday, actually. You had six person entrance and I mentioned it was cool yes. with Heyman, Usos, Roman, everyone was there. Here, you literally just had Solo and Sammy representing the bloodline. Um, it was in Canada, I believe. And I think Jay, Jimmy Uso, sorry, can't go there because of his DUI situation. Yeah. So obviously they, they left Jimmy at home, but they kind of said the Usos aren't here. They're taking the night off. But what I loved is they added a storyline bit to this that Jay turned up anyway because he didn't trust Sami Zayn being there with Solo Sokoa. Um, yeah, and there was uh, interactions there backstage um, yeah. in the locker room where Jay was like, I see through you, I don't trust you. Sort of yeah, thing, basically, because so. they go into the locker room and, and Jay's there and they're like, well, what are you doing here? And he's like, I've come to see my brother just to check he's all right. Uh, Solo goes into the locker room and then, uh, yeah, that's when he says that to Sammy. And Sammy, Sammy brilliantly says back... Um, Take it with Roman. I'm trying to get into our locker room, uh, mm. making it clear that he's part of the, you know, he's whether he likes it or not, he's part of the the family now. Yeah. Um, and there was another interesting interaction later on in the show where Sammy was kind of sat in the hallway, uh, looking a bit deflated, like, you know, not not in the main locker room. I don't know what, what that meant, but um, Kevin Owens walked past. Yes, I was going to get to this later on. So there was a yeah. bit later on where KO interacts with Sammy and KO just said, you need a new shirt which I thought was brilliant because KO was wearing a shirt that he wore in 2016 as Kevin Owens and Sami yeah. Zayn's had that shirt a week. Yeah. It was KO. <laughs> I thought that was just a brilliant little detail. Well, and just keeping, keeping, keeping this little flicker flame. Cause we thought we were getting, mm. we, you know, I think we, I, I think you're probably leading the way in saying we were going to get KO and Sami if you do so. I think we will get there. But that's not anytime soon, is it? Sami Zayn. I think they'll save. I honestly, I think they might save it for WrestleMania. It's a WrestleMania caliber match, and I think you can burn this Sami Zayn out for another couple of months. Yeah. Um. It the the build might start at Survivor Series if the Bloodline are in Survivor Series. We we have to get to a Sami Zayn Jason match at some point. That like has to happen. Yeah. Before we get any tag team. I think you can have. You know, if the Bloodline are in Survivor uh, War Games, which I'm assuming they are, you have Sami costing the match accidentally jay blames him the others slowly turn on him by the rumble they've turned on sammy you could do jay Uso versus sammy Zayn at the royal rumble mm. a beat down from the bloodline afterwards kevin owens makes a save they made a match for wrestlemania perfect that's like yeah. like you could it's not that far away now that you can drag this out to wrestlemania because the story is so good um and and the turn hasn't happened yet the thing is we were talking about that with dom and ray you know could drag that out to mania the problem yeah. is dom turned on ray well, like we were there ago. yeah. <laughs> a month, over a month ago um, yeah. at Clash of the Castle. So that's, it's a long way to go. Um, but hopefully they can, I think, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the tag titles from the Usos to WrestleMania could be a big storyline and, and one everyone wants to see. Because realistically, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, I don't think it's going to happen. Because that's the only other option for me. Yeah. Sami Zayn has to have a big moment at the end of this. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, he does. He does. 
and I think the Usos it makes sense because of the beef with Jay. So and they're, and they're the tag champs. So and I don't see them losing it really either. No. I think the blood like they're going to keep the blood on strong till Mania now. I feel. Yeah, I think they have to. I agree. Um, so yes, that was that stuff. Yeah. Well, we mentioned Owens briefly there, so let's get into his participation on the show. We had Drew the Austin Theory originally. Um, yes. Ended in DQ with the Alpha Academy yeah, coming I wasn't down. Overly keen on all this. Yeah, but this was to set up a match later. This is a WWE trope. They do this a lot. Mm. Um, and we, I think Owens and Gargano came out. Um, yeah. So to back up Drew, and we led to this six man tag. Very house show match, I put this as. You know, it's yeah, where it you was, throw yeah. three baby faces together against some heels, and you have a fun match in the main event. Um, the baby faces stand tall, win the match. Um, the good stuff on there. Stunners on the announce table. There was a KO and Gargano doing like super kicks on Otis on the outside. Loads of fun stuff in the match. But yeah, I, I was a little bit annoyed with the first DQ. Yes. Um, and one of the people I was going to say not being booked, we've touched on this before. What is the booking of Austin Theory? Because he took the pin, I think, here as well, I believe. Yeah, Claymore's a theory yep. and he took the pin. So you could have easily had Gable or Otis take the pin here. Um, I don't know. They're having the money. I know they have the money in the bank. Guy lose quite a lot sometimes, but it does feel like it's it's getting a little bit too much now to the point where you can't believe he could cash in. You just can't no. believe it anymore. No, and also because of the person who's holding it and he's yeah. got both belts. It just it doesn't seem believable right now. I mean, they're obviously trying to send us down that path of making it as unpredictable as possible by having the guy with the briefcase look like he's got no chance of winning a championship. Yeah. They're going down that path. It's, it's, they do it almost every year with the money in the bank holder. Um, I honestly don't know. I, I I think Theory's trajectory has changed. I think Vince would have had a different trajectory. He almost feels as well. Triple I noticed H on Raw, he has an, he called it the um, All Day Academy. And he had like an Alpha Academy style shirt on. Hmm. I feel like he's just joined their faction now. I feel like he's trying to take over the faction. That okay, I'll get to Robert. When he mentioned all day academy, I was like, yeah. well, that's that's gonna I reckon that's gonna mean something. I reckon Chad Gable's gonna be like, what the hell, man? And then I mean well, I, I, was, I would love to see a Chad Gable baby like baby face turn on Fear. Yeah. That would be cool. But... He could turn face of his shush please and thank yeah, you. Like exactly the fans yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you could definitely do that eventually. I think that would work. Um, but it's just interesting. I just think the booking of theory is very weird. Um, but it wasn't Triple H to put the money in the bank briefcase on him, was it? No, and, and he's, got, he's got to find a way to get it off him whether he wants him as champ or I, I don't know what his plans for the theory are. Yeah, I um, really don't think he's winning that title with that briefcase. Like I say, it was in a very really different know. role in NXT. And I know, I think at the start when Triple H took over, we said we you can overthink things with Triple H's booking. But I think he's basically gone very much back to his NXT booking style with the people he's brought back to changes he's made. Like, I just feel like everything he's done, I think you probably could have predicted it. Like you could have predicted he would have made NXT go back to like a black and gold. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Coloring. Yeah, I don't really it completely changed. Part, but, but. but like he's, you know, he's... um people he's brought back Gargano featured him well Champa had a good run at the start like he's he's doing things I think if if you're writing down what are 10 things Triple H would do since he took over I reckon you could probably I think the thing is I think he's done that but I do think he's also done things that necessarily weren't 
Triple H things. Like, I don't see Braun Strowman as a Triple H thing. I don't see the potential return of Bray Wyatt as necessarily a Triple H thing. Um, so I think he's got that. Unlike Logan Paul's involvement in the title scene, like, yeah. that's something Vince would do. Um, so I, I think what he's trying to do, and I think he's doing a good job of it, is pleasing his NXT niche indie style fans, but also the, attracting the, Daniel Cormier is a prime example of this as well. Yes. Big star to come in and, you know, to keep the mainstream attention, but also have his little Dakota Kai's, Johnny Gargano's, Candice LeRae's. Yeah. Perfect mix. Whereas Vince wasn't interested in enough in the wrestling and the Johnny Gargano's and these people, he was too much interested in the casuals. I think you need a good balance of both. And I think Triple H at the moment is nailing that overall. Yeah, With a few yeah. mistakes um, here and there, where everyone's going to make. Yeah, but overall, I think he's doing a perfect job. Whereas I think, I think Vince was too casual. I think Tony Khan is too, too wrestling almost. Mm. Yeah. I think Triple H is trying to find a perfect balance, and, I, and and that's why at the moment I'm really enjoying it because that's what I want. I want brilliant wrestling, but I also want the over the top sports entertainment stuff as well, like and the big stars and the big occasion, and all this kind of stuff. And I think he's overall he's doing a, a lot of both of them. Um, but yeah, so that was a bit of a tangent, but Theory's booking is a bit odd. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I do think that's a fair comment. And after the match, we had um, Drew hit Theory with the um, strap in the lead up to his strap match. Oh, yeah. At Extreme Rules in just a few days, isn't it? Saturday night Extreme Rules. So. Yeah, so we did also get a little promo from Karen Cross earlier in the night. You probably mentioned that. Yeah. So there's, a, there's, there's another one of his sort of backstage style promos. I like the presentation of them. What was interesting here is he also did warn Roman Reigns. Um, yes. So I do think that I don't think they're teasing that for that match not to happen. That match feels like a weird match to book because I feel like Roman will get cheered big time in that. In that and I think that's what they yeah. It's heel versus heel. Um. But yeah, I, I feel like they're teasing it almost too much for it to not happen. I, I don't think I think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, you might be right. Um. um something else I want to talk about is I think we're finally getting... We this is what I was going to mention yeah, as well. LA Knight. He, now this... Max Dupree uh, cut ties with Mace and Mansoor, um, doing their, trying to break the world record for the longest pose. And you had interactions like Kevin Owens walking past. Nakamura and stuff. was there. Nakamura, yeah. yeah. Um, quite, you know, it's a, it's, I, it's, I it's didn't a silly see, thing. For some but... reason, I didn't see it coming that Max Dupree was going to be the guy that ruined it. I don't yeah. know why. I didn't see it coming. I should have seen it coming because at the start, he's like, you know, funny about it. They're doing this pose and then, yeah, he hits Mansoor at the yes. old Mansoir, whatever you want to call him. Um, and then says, yeah, he was dressed in like just normal clothes. He wasn't in the Max Dupree style yeah. glasses and everything. I think on Sm- the season premiere of SmackDown, new start, new start for LA Knight and we finally get, and again, you know, this is perfect. Triple A, like I'm glad... This wasn't happening under Vince McMahon. He would have yeah, ruined well, this, this is, and he, he would have been released. The thing I mean with, with Triple H is he's basically reverting everything back to how he was wanting. He's not sticking with what Triple yeah. H, what Vince was. He's like, no, I'm I'm making him back to Ellen. I'm not having him in this weird faction. You know, I'm exactly. not doing. Yeah, he like you know with the Veer Mahan thing. No, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm putting him back in his tag team. He wasn't mm-hmm. before. He's just reverting everything back to how he wants it. And I think that's. I think that's what you should do if you're if if you're in charge. I don't think you should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stick with if you if you had you LA Knight in NXT and seen how popular he was and how good he was, and then you see him in this crap gimmick on the main roster, you're not going to keep him on. Yeah. Know. And then and LA Knight clearly is unhappy. Was unhappy with yeah. that gimmick. And, as well. and, and what's good is he'll turn babyface, and he's got 
at least two matches straight up. Mason Mansour. Yeah, well, Ma- Mason Mansour matches straight wins, away. Yeah, yeah. Against I, it wouldn't surprise me against... on Friday if we get a quick LA Knight Mansour match. Um, yeah. LA Knight wins it in two minutes. And then Mace tries to beat him up. He beats up Mace. And then the week after, we can do LA Knight v. Mace. Go a little bit longer because Mace is quite big. And then you can start something from there. Yeah. Start a proper feud with uh, someone else down the line. Like a, I can imagine him facing Corbin or yeah, someone Corbin like that. Corbin seems probably about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a mid-card heel um, level type feud. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for LA Knight to come back. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, and just speaking of really over baby faces, uh, Seamus come out oh. on his own because we had, um, with the hurricane, I think, prevented a few people being on not being yes, on the show. It, it the did, two yeah. damage control members, apart from Bailey, weren't on the show, and also the two brawling brutes weren't on the show. Seamus come out on his own and gets absolutely decimated. Yeah, this by this angle was, I thought this was the best thing on SmackDown, actually. I would say, yeah. um, uh, obviously, the Sammy J, Sammy J stuff was good. LA Night Tease was great. This angle was really, really good. I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, so it just starts off with Imperium. Um, Gunter cutting a promo, which he doesn't speak too much, but when he does, it feels like he means it, which I like. Yeah. Um, Seamus comes out like alone, like you said. Uh, puts his, gets in the ring, puts his weapons. He takes out the, with the shillelagh, takes out Imperium, gets in the ring. Um, and then they start having a brawl, but then Imperium get back in the ring, hold him down, chops, power bombs, completely leaving. But what I loved as well was that when they left, Sheamus was like, Sheamus was like, is that all you've got? Yeah. Come back in. And yeah, I can't wait for the match tomorrow because I mean, the one we were, we saw live at Clash was a, an, an incredible match. If they give it time tomorrow, I know, I don't think it's going to be as good as the Clash match because it's a TV match. Not. Oh, it's, it's still going to be so good. I mean, yeah, it will still be great. We don't sure. predict SmackDown matches often, but. I don't know how, which way this one's going to go. Well, this is, we won't talk about too much about our extreme rules predictions because we'll be doing them over the, at the weekend, obviously. Yeah. But I think this, this match could impact my prediction for the, the six man quite dramatically. So I need to wait until I see what happens on SmackDown. Yeah. And I don't know which way it's going to go because Seamus, and that is that title that he's missing. And he is very popular right now. They could decide to switch it. I just feel like Gunter I would is leave just it on Gunter. Too, too good to not. But basically, if Gunter's not going to be IC champ, he should be going for the main title. Like he, yeah. he, should, he shouldn't be just in a random feud. And I don't see him losing and still chasing Sheamus. So I would personally would have Gunter win, but I, I don't know which way they're going to go. And that's a good. That's what we I want. agree with you. I, w- I would stick with Gunter having it for now, for till, till at least like Rumble's time. And then if you want to do something with him huge for WrestleMania, like I, I would love them to do Brock versus Walter uh, Gunter. Sorry. Yeah. Like if Brock's because Brock's going to be at the Rumble by all accounts, by the looks of the posters and stuff, he's on yeah. there, isn't he? I would love it if they set up a, a Gunter Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, have by Gunter having Gunter eliminate. eliminate Brock like yeah. they did with Drew, but not, not a title match, just have it. Yeah. Just have it out and just have this banger of a match. I, I think that would be perfect um, to do for WrestleMania. I, I can't think of a better match for Brock to have, to be honest. That, yeah, he's already had like Lashley, he's already had Drew, he's already had, do you know what I mean? If you're going to do a Brock match at Mania, which I think they will. I think Gunter, you keep him strong, have him losing a multi-man match or something at the Rumble or before the Rumble, just before the Rumble, maybe. Mm. Um, so that he doesn't get pinned. He just loses the title. Um, you could do Seamus. You could literally do like Seamus, Gunter, like Solo Sokoa, maybe, because he'd probably want to go for it because he's not in the bloodline. 
and like ricochet or someone in the match, something like that. And, yeah. and then you have she- Sheamus maybe take the title, carry it to Mania, and then you can have keep Gunter strong and then do that. That's what I, I would love to see something like that. But yeah, this angle was really, really good, I thought. Yeah, I, I think everything they've done with and everything, too yeah, has been Everything they've done amazing. with this feud has been perfect, basically. Yeah, um, I mentioned br- briefly damage control weren't there um, mm. in terms of Dakota and EO, but Bailey was on her own and we got the Bailey Shotzi match. Um, and what else was there was Shotzi's tank. We mentioned it the yes, last couple the of weeks that it was, was coming there. and it is finally there. Um, and another thing, Triple H is like, no, I'm not having Shotzi how she is. I'm turning her back face. I'm yeah. bringing her tank back. I'm yeah. having her how I want her, how the I The presentation her. was fine. Why did it have to? Yeah, it didn't yeah. make any sense. It's, it's a weird thing to get rid of, you know, how many people have ever had a tank before. So just keep it like it's so, so unique. Um, but actually a really good match. I thought this one, Bailey and Shotzi. It was. They gave Shotzi quite a lot of offense and actually made her look good in the match. They didn't have Bailey just destroy her. Um, yeah. Bailey in the end did win it with the rose plant quite clean, then hit yeah. another one after the match. Um, she put Shotzi in between a ladder, but then Bianca Belair was there to make the save. Um, Bailey attempted to do the rose plant on um, Belair, sorry, on Belair, and then Belair tried to counter it in the KOD, which was really cool, but, but Bailey just about got away in the end. But um, yeah, it, it really, this match was to build to. Obviously, Bailey and Belair, but Shotzi at least is getting some TV time and looks credible, you know. Yeah. She didn't I, and look well below the level, did she? No, not at all. And there's there's a bit more build on Raw for, well, a lot more build on Raw for the women's match, which I think is actually one of the better matches on the card, in my opinion. I think it's really, they've, really they've strong. Been main eventing, because damage control been all over Raw. Yeah. Main event in it. Uh, let's yeah. continue on the theme of the women. And yes. Talk about Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. Um, so yeah. Ronda had faced Natalia, which is a match we've seen quite a lot. Um, and the match was fine. Uh, Ronda wins via submission, obviously. Um, and then Liv Morgan come down with a baseball bat. They have a bit of a brawl. Piper's pit on the outside, and then this, they did this classic security pulling apart brawl thing. It was yep. all right. This no, it's, it's, it's what you want for a bat. You had to go into Extreme Rules match, just have them. Where they can't take their hands off each other, want to destroy each other. Yeah. Um, a lovely little spot with the Piper's pit where she hit it and then the bat flew into the ring. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, just I don't think it was meant to. No, I don't all, think but... it was meant to do that. It cool, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, it just looked cool. Um, no, it's that. But yeah, I mean, that definitely is giving that match a bit more heat now. I'm, I wasn't that fussed on this match, I have to admit, until this. Um, I, I, and I think the only reason might... I, I'm not into it is because I've seen it twice already and lived that first one really damaged I think the fact that this is extreme rules I think this could be a bit different this one I think this could be a much better match than we I, I, I mean, think, not that the matches I also think it really opens it up for interference and I think there's definitely going to be interference in this it does we haven't seen Shayna for a few weeks Shayna Baszler Charlotte Flair the there's, there's options there's yeah. options there there's definitely options there I can see one of those two if not both of them interfering in this match yeah yeah, you can, um, you can well be right there. I think you could easily have Shayna try and help Ronda. Then you could have Charlotte maybe come in and counter that. Or you might not have Charlotte and you might just have Shayna or you might just have Charlotte go for Ronda. There's so many options you can do. But I honestly think that this match will not be a clean like one-on-one match. I know we said that no. at, we said that as well at Clash when it was um, Shayna versus Liv, didn't we? Yeah, but, it was. But it ended up being. But with Ronda, it's different because I can't see Lynn having Liv beat Ronda clean. So you either put yeah. in the title one wonder or you're having live shenanigans again, which I 
don't think helps him at all. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I just yeah, I don't know if Ronda Rousey is the right opponent. If you want to, if if you if, if your plan is to give Liv a strong run and make her look good, I don't think Ronda Rousey is the right, right opponent for her. Keep no, Ronda do do a Ronda Shayna story and have Liv face a resurgent Shotzi or just someone else. I just think there's other options there. Um, and the other thing on the show was Hit Row beat Los Lotharios in a match. Yeah, that was a rain again, sort of a couple of weeks build from the last couple of weeks for a random match like this. Match yeah, was okay. I mean, um, I we've said about um, Triple H what he's done, and I'm not against the Hit Row signing because I I quite like them as a group, but they don't really have much direction. They just feel a bit like. You know, obviously his plan wasn't to bring Hitro in and have him feud with, Alfa, with Los Lotharios for a few weeks. Like, I've got a feeling we might be seeing their next feud set up on Friday. I've got a feeling that we might be seeing a certain group called Up. Uh, annoying. They feuded with them in NXT, didn't they? Because that yeah, was when BFAB had a match with Electra Lopez. Sense. Yeah, uh, oh, they can God, run that back. That, 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 that's, that's what got my... Ru- my yeah, my, yeah, they uh, can run it back. Yeah. Well, it was funny, actually, we were talking yeah. to Tyler was talking the other day about BFAB had a match the other day. Yeah, she didn't, match. She had a, yeah, I think it was a tag match with Natalia. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's improved, I'm sure she's been working hard in we'll the see, ring. We'll and, yeah, but but she... I, I wouldn't surprise me if because I've heard that apparently there's a good chance Legado will come into SmackDown rather than Raw, so it wouldn't surprise me. See, if I would actually put him on Raw, Legado. If although I say that, Raw, I was about to say because I was thinking of Bloodline and Imperium, and then Raw's got. Judgment Day, and so there's there's a few factions quite yeah, right now knocking there about. There is, there is loads, and I love it. But um, but yeah. they're, they're, like I just don't know where they fit in with Bloodline and Imperium. They just become the third Ball biggest. Groups. Yeah, but I mean, heel factions become like the third biggest yeah, yeah. heel faction. I'd have them come in as faces on Raw. Is what I would do. But we'll see. And that was it, I think, from from SmackDown. Yeah, I think so. Um, so let's move on to Raw. And I mean, we may as well, we mentioned just a second ago, but Judgment Day, they, they, yeah. they are all over London like Raw right they now. They are, yeah. Them and um, Damage Control feel like they can't yeah. run the show. The, the, the factions, the law. So I, 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 I'm, I feel tired tonight as well. I don't know why I keep yawning. It's, it's been a long bad. day. Um, but we had Bala and Priest beat AJ and Ray um, on the show again. This. AJ blood um, judgment day storyline continues, and another yeah. little twist here at the end where Ray um, got distracted by Dominic and left Finn in uh, not Finn left AJ in the ring on his own. Yeah, got beaten, and then AJ pushes over Ray. Yeah, so they're kind of the teasing match. that AJ heel turn, whether it's going to happen or not. I don't know if it will happen, but he's definitely getting annoyed by her, this yeah, whole situation. I mean, would. For me, I just don't see where AJ fits into Bloodline. They've already got Priest, Dominic's a new addition, like Priest. Yeah, and it Bala. doesn't feel like they need another new member. AJ being kind of doesn't really seem to fit with me in that style. I, I love the idea of him and Finn Balor being in the same faction, of course. Yeah. But this faction, I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it needs to happen. Um, and I am. I know, obviously, the Ray the Ray Dominic match is the ma- main match at the end of it. But in terms of the feud with Edge, I hope this is like the last match in the feud now. So it feels like it's been going on so long. Well, it has. Yeah, I, I would it, it like to see Edge, Edge move on after this. Yeah. Well, WrestleMania was the start of the judgment. Yeah, that's day, where yeah. Priest. Yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't that long after that that 
they turned on Edge. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it feels like it's been going on for a long time now. So I, I hope this is coming to an end a little bit after Balor v Edge, which I'm sure will be fantastic. To be fair, the match here was was good enough. Um, Rhea getting involved, taking out um, Ray on the outside. She's really getting involved. She's not wrestling at all in the women's division at the moment. I, d- I don't know. I remember she wasn't cleared at one point. Yeah, I just, that is the one thing to me. They've just dropped the ball on. She was number one contender, had a match lined up. Um, but, but, and they've would, just, you could argue her, her role at the moment is actually more beneficial. Yeah, no, I, I love what she's doing. She's kind I, of beating up blokes. I would have just liked them to just at least acknowledge it. Like, I just think, yeah, yeah, I, they should. Have I done. can't believe that the Rhea Ripley character. How she is, I just can't believe she she would just let a title shot go. She's like, oh yeah, I don't care about that. They, yeah, they it, should have it addressed. Just, it. just feels you, weird. You're right. I I do think her though. She kind of feels like the China role at the moment on the show, where she's yeah. kind of beating men up. She's got you know male male faction around her, which is yeah. What I, I actually I, don't I, think she, she should be anywhere near the title picture. Exactly. In a general rule, but just the fact that she had a title, especially if you've not been the belt on her, because then she'd have to lose. I think her her in this role at the moment is kind of perfect. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing her wrestle occasionally and having matches and just squashing people. Like you could just put her in there with like Dana Brooke or Tamina or someone and just have her beat them like two minutes. I wouldn't mind seeing that just every now and then just to keep her sort of keep her winning matches as well alongside yeah. it. But yeah, I don't think she should be involved in a women's title at the moment. because I feel like she's in a, in a kind of a bigger storyline in a way. Yeah, um, and, and, and in a storyline that keeps her special rather than, Everyone, every other woman's in a woman's title storyline. So I feel like this keeps her kind of special, which I like. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the United States Championship match? You mentioned earlier about someone. Yes. Given, so who hasn't been for booked. me was the best thing that happened on Raw. I thought this was awesome. Yep. I, I, um, I'd agree with that. Raw, what I didn't think was as strong this week as it has been recently. I didn't think it was a bad show by any means, but I thought. Yeah, it just kind of it didn't have that many talking points. It was just kind of it just kind of happened. Um, but kind this of, kind of same as SmackDown. It was kind of a yeah. It was a bit of a, I feel like these premieres they're setting up for these premieres. And you've got the yeah, DX we've got two big shows coming up. I yeah, think. with DX as well and that. I feel Bloodline like we're, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're setting up some for some big shows. But um, yeah. So Lashley was interviewed about his reign so far. Obviously, it's been three months now, and then he said he wants challengers that are hungry and have the hustle and desire. Um, I, oh, I was like, is, is, that, is that a Cena hint? I, I didn't know if he's hinting towards John Cena or not, um, but it, it might just be a coincidence. But then Mustafa Ali comes in. I was like, okay, here we go. This is, yes. he's not been, and he's one of the guys, uh, yeah, he was the guy I mentioned earlier. He's the guy more, he's one of those people who's not been utilized hardly at all. He, he had a couple of matches early on in the Triple H regime. Yeah, they brought him back and he was losing to Champa and just, yeah, it was still when he was kind of feeding with the Miz. Yeah. Um, and he had some good matches, but this really, I thought, gave him a great showing in defeat. So he yeah, was like, he, I'm not taking really no for an answer when it comes to a match, which I thought was good as well. Kind of was like demanding a match. Yeah. Um, and then he had a great match with Lashley. And what I loved about it is no matter what happened, he was refusing to be beaten, basically. Um, he nearly got yeah. counted out on the outside. He got in at nine. Like he wouldn't tap out. He wouldn't get pinned. He was kicking out of everything. And then in the end, he passes out in the hurt lock. Yeah, because he won't tap, um, which I love as a finish for someone that of his character, you know, yes. with that kind of never give up kind of mentality. I thought it worked 
perfectly for him. And I thought this got him over in defeat. And hopefully it did. he's on Raw next week and a week after and the week after, rather than keeping him off TV. I think there was an, an embrace, maybe backstage that one in the show with Lashley basically saying, you know, respect. Uh, well, or, yeah, so after, after the match as well, we got the angle. So they went to shake hands, but then Lashley got attacked by Rollins. And then Rollins also did the stomp to Ali, which I thought was significant because yeah. now Ali's got a case to come after. And also Rollins well. is, again, we're talking about people with fingers in pies. Seth Rollins is throwing his fingers he's, ever, yeah, he? he's pissing everyone off, isn't he? Yeah. And he's obviously then like, set up a match for next week. Again, this is so good because Seth has got like a clear feud. He's got a fight pit match with Riddle. So he's been going on for ages. That's his clear feud right now, but he's getting so involved in the US title picture. Like, you just don't know. And like that match on Monday, Seth could be US champion. Like, it, it, I, I just don't know. I, I actually think he it. might win. I've got a funny feeling he might win it. And just also, of all the things Triple all H has that, done, all Ali cost him, but... yeah, of all the things Triple H has done since taking over, my favorite thing he's done is make these middle titles significant. Yes. The, yeah. the, two, the two feuds or matches we have this next week are Gunter and Sheamus and Seth and Lashley. Yeah, they, they can I be mean, world title matches. That, that is unbelievable for the middle tier title. You, know, you go back to when. Vince was in charge and we were getting nothing like this for the title. Like it was no. nowhere near this level. You were seeing Nakamura hold it and not appear on TV for months on end. Like, yeah. And Apollo Crews and Big E like going yeah. back and forth for the Intercontinental for a while and stuff. And then Sami Zayn had it and then it was it was all right, but it wasn't didn't feel big. Yeah, this and, is um yeah, this they, is they both feel huge. And we have given a lot of praise to Seamus for banger after banger after banger. I think we need to also yeah, Bobby Lashley. Same I, thing for Bobby Lashley. Well, I've said it. I think he's he had the best run of his career. I've said that multiple times. He is. I mean, we'll probably do an end of year special like we did end of last year. We talk about superstar of the year. And I think Lashley is in that contention. I think he's been that good this year. He has been so good. And as a babyface, who would have thought Lashley would have got over as a babyface? Yeah. But, and he's, the thing is, he's not doing that much talking. He's doing short interviews, short promos, but then just putting on great matches. With yeah, his, his wrestling like, standard, I, he's, he's never been a bad wrestler, but it's just got to another level this last. Yeah, year, it feels like he's on the best run yeah. he's ever been on. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. And like I said, this match was fantastic, and I love the finish. I love the finish of Ali passing now, and I hope it leads to Ali getting more TV time. I would love to see maybe if Rollins does win the title, the first US title feud being Rollins versus Ali, because that could be. Like yeah, again, match. Ali Jesus is a Christ, guaranteed match. good match. Forget yeah. no matter who he's been doing. I, I can't believe he hasn't. I can't believe he hasn't been used more. It's yeah. criminal. He's it someone, is. by the way. I wouldn't be against if they pushed him into NXT and just put him at the top of the card in NXT. Ali. Yeah. yeah if they, if they can't find room for him on Raw, they haven't done for a little while. I just felt they've got to. I think they've got to. Yeah. Honestly, I think he's so good. I. I, I he has his start top pushes. I think he was meant to be like when Kofi had that moment to think that was originally meant to be Ali and he got injured. Yeah. Things could have been so different. So different. We could have had Ali beating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and then becoming WWE champion. Yeah. Ali was like gen- genuinely that could have happened, I think. Um, and then since that, it's just not happened for him. Um, but he is still great. Yeah, I know. And what good thing with Ali is he puts his all into whatever he's given. Like the retribution stuff was rubbish on paper, but he really tried his hardest to make it work. Like yeah. he, he's he's a real like 
there's not many of those people around that just put their all into everything they're given. And Ali mm. is one, no matter what, no matter how bad it is, he'll just go for it. Absolutely. Um, but after if, after this beatdown, we then had um, Riddle come out and they were told they, there was a no contact rule, Riddle yes. and Seth. And these two got very personal yet again on the mic. Um, obviously, Seth tried to incite Riddle to hit him, so the match would be called off. Um, yes, he was going yeah. in on his family and his kid together as he was last yeah. time. He was getting really close to his face as well, like yeah, right in his the face. Riddle, this attitude from Riddle again, this is no bro stoner joking around on, on a scooter. This is serious cage fighter Matt Riddle we're seeing here. This, um, oh, I just love to see it. Yeah. Also, by the way, they showed us the fight. I know we've seen it before in NXT, but it I love that looks they, brutal, doesn't it? it looks I love like, this video package because it did put it over to the main roster audience because it's not like saying, oh yeah, we're having a fight pit match. But if you haven't watched NXT, you probably don't really know what it is. Um, no. So this video package, I thought was a smart move to just to have it there. And it did make it look really cool as well. Yeah, I think it um, looks brutal. And this match is going to be amazing. And Daniel Cormier adds to that as well, the importance of it. Feels big time. He is a legitimately like big UFC fighter. Yes. He's had a match of, he's had a, well, where do you think this is going? Because I've seen he a lot a of people say, Brock, didn't he, he had a real life like feud with Brock. Yeah, he fought Brock and a lot of people are saying maybe they're going to set up something for ground jewel because Brock does obviously normally have a match in Saudi Arabia. Could you see maybe some sort of like, I don't think you'll get involved in a match necessarily Brock, but maybe you can see Cormier at the end <sighs> celebrating with Seth and then Brock confronts him or something like that. I, I, could I see that think happening. we have got more chance of seeing Cormier v Riddle. Right. Yeah. Is my take on this. So I've, Saw, I think I saw on Twitter, so it may be right, maybe wrong, but that apparently Seth is the one that contacted Cormier. Like, like he con, it wasn't WWE contacted Cormier. Seth contacted Cormier to get him in. Um, and I just think if if you didn't come in for a match, I don't see where Brock fits into this storyline really. Like, if it would feel a bit like forced if he gets involved somehow in it, I think maybe he costs Riddle the match. And Riddle gets annoyed, and then we move on to Riddle Cormier. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I've never fight. It feels it does, this doesn't Arabia. feel like the Jeff Jarrett one where he refereed the special match and for no reason, and he didn't do anything. This yeah. feels like he's there for a reason, doesn't it? Um, yeah, oh, that, which Jeff I prefer. Jarrett, yeah. That Jeff Jarrett one was so unbelievable. That is pointless. so bonkers. Happened. <laughs> yeah, that was so so unbelievably pointless. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this was, I mean, awesome. And then Seth knocked Riddle's hat off as he walked off. Um, and Cormier actually came on screen and cut a promo briefly as well on this. Yeah. Um, so this this was this was pretty cool, I thought. It was a good segment. Yeah. Probably the match I'm looking forward to the most, actually, I reckon, at Extreme Rules. Probably. Well. And it's one of those, like, any match could main event in the show. Yeah. Like, and well, this, this is this one thing I was like thinking. Biggest, I don't just, know. just like logistically, what do they do with the fight pit? Do they set up? After did they take down the ring and step the fight pit, or yeah. is the fight pit in the main arena? I don't know what they do with this. Or I don't know what they do. Or the fight pit next to the ring? I don't know what they do. Yeah, I can't I remember. What they do they do, do what they do with the cage where they just have it above the ring and they bring it down? I'm not sure. Yeah, but the ring's not involved in the fight pit, is it? Or is it? Yeah, it's still a ring there, right? Yeah, but there's no ropes or anything. They just take off the turnbuckles and ropes and just put. A... I, I'm not, I just don't know how they're going to do it. Like I, logistically, I don't know whether it makes more sense to put it. And I think also we talk about 
the, they'll probably have it at the end then i reckon yeah when we talk about the match order maybe there's something that might play into the match order. are you talking about white rabbit here and that is where the white rabbit or can we say bray wyatt yet or it's not <laughs> it is bray Wyatt. i am 99 percent sure but so, when yeah. wherever bray wyatt comes back that will probably close the show and i think that could come in the women's title match oh that's an interesting because of Alexa Bliss. We'll, we'll quickly jump onto the main event because we got um, Alexa Bliss against EO Sky, which as a main event was a bit just odd main event, really, for a Monday yeah. Night Raw. I think Alexa Bliss main evented last week. I think it yeah, was, it was either last week Bailey or week. last week. Yeah, recently. Um, and Alexa, so there was an attack backstage um, on. Yeah, and this is um, interesting because Asuka was really injured here. Yeah, they took her as in, out. As in, not really injured in real life, as in, really injured. Like, they really took her out and she was screaming and crying. Yeah, and Alexa Bliss kind of looked into the camera and looked a bit evil. Well, she was pissed um, off, yeah. Yeah, but this was like. Oh, this there is- was also, I believe, when they were talking backstage, there was a little flash thing behind Alexa of The Fiend mm. or Bray Wyatt. There was like a little. And I think when we saw them walking backstage, Biat or. Oh, either just Alexa and Asuka or Bianca with them the QR code flashed up on yes, the screen at that yes, point and yeah. I don't know if it's all linked but it I think, could easily be I think it was last week during Alexa Bliss's match the lights dimmed and then come back on mm. for a bit um, and I just feel like it might Alexa because obviously this is a ladder match we're going to get all of these six women involved. There's no way you're not getting damage control involved. There's no way you're not getting Alexa. And yeah. if Asuka's injured, maybe Asuka, maybe not. Maybe well, I, 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 I think, yeah, I think Candice LeRae Maybe leading into, into war games or something. But I think Candice LeRae is the obvious person to slide. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good point. We also had Candice for um, Dakota, which is a really cool match from exactly Monday Night so. um, We had that on the show as well, which I think actually backstage during that match is when the injury took place. Um, but I think maybe... Alexa comes down here and Bray. I, you know, I don't really know where Bray Wyatt fits into a woman's title picture. It seems a bit weird, but Alexa Bliss seems to be doing something. There seems to be some link with Alexa Bliss to this White Rabbit. I don't know where it I'm, would be I'm interesting because this. obviously Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt have massive links from there just before Bray got released. And yeah. Bray did, interestingly, there was a, the, the QR code was a picture of, I can't remember what they're called. Is it Samson and Delilah or something? And it's yeah. a thing where she betrays, it's something from the Bible, I think, where she betrays him. And yeah. Bray put the same picture up when Alexa turned on Bray at WrestleMania or something like that. So yeah. that's not a coincidence that that's linked. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I'm, intrigued where, I'm intrigued where Alexa, Bray comes in. I, 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 thought, I, I thought the White Rabbit thing was more likely to happen in Finn Balor versus Edge. Um, could purely be. because I could see them doing it because Edge hasn't faced Bray Wyatt before and I thought that would be something to bring him back for could, could it also, also happen in Carrying Cross Drew? It could, there's so many options Carrying yeah. Cross v Bray feels like it could happen easily or just part of his um, defensive stable because also another clue here there's something to do with Gacy wasn't there? Yeah but I think that's a red herring <laughs> Yeah, so like obviously, There's been loads of red herrings uh, People, maybe Joe Gacy's being part of, and I wouldn't be against the Little faction of like I don't want Joe, Joe Gacy, Gacy Dexter. He just feels like Bray Wyatt light to me. Anyway, I yeah. just feel like it'd be pointless. It'd be too similar. Yeah, so he doesn't bring. I think there's been loads of red herring. So one of the links had some lyrics, and it was Alistair Black's theme music. And Alistair, it's not Alistair Black. Like there's been like stuff like, and there was one thing about Corbin on there as well. It was like, yeah, there's some been some red herrings to throw off, but most of the clues 
lead to Bray Wyatt. Um, there was a sign on SmackDown as well where it said, is it reveling what, who you are or whatever it said? Oh, yeah. Wasn't there a thing of and white was... rabbit but spelt wrong? But it's like an yeah, anagram yeah. of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It's like W-Y-T-T, yeah, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, but it was like... Yeah, so most, most of the clues me. point at Bray Wyatt, and I'm pretty sure it is Bray Wyatt, but we just have to wait and see. Extreme Rules is happening on Saturday, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've heard, from what I've heard from sources or whatever online, mm. is that the reveal is going to happen one way or another at Extreme Rules. Whether he's there in person, whether it's on the screen, I don't know. But something with White Rabbit is going to be revealed on Saturday. I can't wait because I love Bray Wyatt and I'm pretty oh, sure he's him. I am so excited. I, can't I think wait. Triple H won't do him dirty either. Yeah. That's the good thing about it. This Extreme Rules, I... Probably not because we were there, but this is up there with oh, the cards amazing in terms and of it's got excitement. So I'm so going, hyped for this. Going back card. to the women's situation, it was interesting because obviously they wiped out Asuka, and then at the end of Raw, so the closing angle of Raw was a cool angle where they beat up. So obviously had EOV Alexa yeah. as the the main event. EO hits the moonsault to win. Then they beat up Alexa Bliss. Asuka comes down hobbling with a kendo stick, but gets beaten up as well. And to me, what they were playing up was Belair won't have Asuka and Alexa as hell. I know you said that you, you're expecting damage control and them to get involved. Yeah. I thought they were playing up that Alexa won't even be there at Extreme Rules with Asuka because they're too hurt. Mm. But then you could do something else. Who else could even up the odds for Bianca? Mm. Sasha Banks and Naomi could come in. I've heard that yeah. as a theory. Because you yeah. think, oh, the, the heels are going to have it three on one, basically. Damage control are going to basically beat up Belair. Ba- Bailey thinks she's going to have an easy win because Asuka and Alexa Bliss are out. Yeah. And then suddenly Sasha and Naomi come back and that's where you can set up war games and Survivor Series or whatever. That's another option. Yeah. I, I don't think Sasha and ba- be, uh, Naomi are coming back here, but it's a possibility. And the fact we're talking about these all these different scenarios makes it so exciting. It's so, And also, I don't know who's going to win this match. No, I have no It's a hard no one. Well, Although we did get a very cool visual at the end of the Raw with... That made me think that Bailey's not winning that angle. Because but again, that's a triple... That's, that's a Vinceism. That's it not, is, but I think it's... It's a different book. It's it is a general wrestlingism as well. Like, I feel like it's yeah, wrestling book in general wrestling is Vince McMahon. Like, the that general wrestling rule is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon dictated what happens in wrestling and the rules and everything. I feel like it's hard to say... If this happened under Vince, I'd say, oh, yeah, Bailey's definitely losing. I, I would probably sway towards Belair still, but I do think there's something about having a women's faction with all the belts on them. I don't think we've seen that before. No. Like, I don't think Absolution ever had all the belts oh, or God, no. whatever. I, I just think... Um, no, squad never had any belts. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think this is really interesting. And also, there's not there's never been a... The only thing we've had was when Sasha and Bailey were tag champs. And also, yeah, Sasha was Raw Women's Champ, I think, at the same time. But that was yeah. only two people, wasn't a faction. Yeah, Bailey um, two person, yeah. Or, no, it was, Sasha, it was Sasha, I think. Sasha, yeah. Or was it Bailey? It might have been. I can't remember. But yeah. we've had that before. Yeah, we did have that, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've not had a really dominant faction. But it, it, it is very interesting. This, yeah. and, and I think a lot of the results on this show, show are quite unpredictable. I think a lot of what's happening on WWE TV right now is unpredictable. You just have to... like It's, it's got to that point... It's definitely, uh, definitely for me that you just can't take your eyes off stuff because mm. don't know what's going to happen. It's very unpredictable. You're, I am personally invested in almost everything that's happening. Like yeah. even like the Dexter Loomis stuff, which feels very like lower level, but 
I, I, I am so intrigued. I don't mind. Dexter Loomis I don't mind it. And um, there was a very that was a very small part on this show, wasn't it? So Miz was calling Maurice. They're having a celebration next week or more. I think on the season oh, yeah. premiere. Yeah, um, and Dexter was lurking, and then he um, later on. Johnny Gargano. I like the touch of it being Johnny Gargano. Obviously, it's linked yeah, to he was like, oh, like Dexter. oh, Dexter. Oh, Dexter. And he wakes Miz up, and Miz <laughs> has got a picture of him and Loomis. Yeah. Um, yeah, so something obviously something big is going to happen with that next week as well. Um, we also had a contract sign on the show between... Um, so we might as well talk about the rest of the women's stuff that was linked to this. So you had yeah. the contract signing between Belair and Bailey before the match as well. That set up the year and Alexa match because obviously... Yes. You had the beating backstage. What I liked here is Bailey called back to a match three years ago at Hell in a Cell or two, three years ago. I was like, wow. Yeah, the KOD on a ladder. Yeah, like, I love callbacks that that far back. Like, they haven't forgotten it. I love that. Um, And there was also Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai, which, I mean, that's just NXT, isn't it? It's a really cool match. (laughs) That happening on Raw is so cool, I think. Um, We've mentioned... um, What's the name? Alpha Academy already in um, SmackDown, but they both had singles matches here. Otis and Johnny Gargano. Um, and interested here, we actually got Gargano lose on Monday Night Raw. Not someone you need to keep undefeated, but his first loss to Otis. I was surprised that he lost this quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, a briefcase to the back from Theory and then Otis grabbing the win. Um, so it's not the cleanest victory, but just to have Gargano take a loss, what, three weeks into his main roster run seems a bit... Yeah, and I did want to say something about the clean victories, actually. Mm. They are massively overdoing the distraction finishes. That is yeah. my one criticism of Triple H match because he doesn't do the roll-ups much. He doesn't do DQs much. He's done. He did do a couple, a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. every match is a distraction finish. Um, and I did write on my notes for one of these matches. I think it might have been by the end of Raw. I was just like... Can we have one clean finish, please? Just like it gets a bit much after a while. I think that's one criticism I have. Obviously, yeah, they find a way, enough. they always want to find a way around to protect people all the time. And sometimes just have someone beat someone clean. Yeah. I get it. You want sometimes you want gotta have distractions, but it is like every match at the moment. And I think it is a little bit overkill. Um yeah. pretty much every match on Raw was a distraction finish, other than well, uh, there was one that wasn't. Yeah, other Strowman than one. and Gable. Yes, so other than Strowman and Gable. Can we just give some praise to sort of Chad Gable here for his rolling oh, power, rolling insanely good. How did he do that? I couldn't believe it. Lifted Braun Strowman over his head. That um, was mental. The only person to do that before was Brock Lesnar to Braun Strowman. Second person ever to do that to yeah. Braun Strowman. That Brock Lesnar, Chad Gable. Chad Gable is um, so good. So insanely good in-ring competitor. Um, this was, again, another really good match. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still not fussed at all on Braun Strowman. Right now, I don't really get no, it. I, I, do you know what? I really like the match with Otis that he had. Yeah. And, and this match was all right as well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not terrible, an interesting but... feud, is it? And it's not no. Gable and Otis's fault. I actually thought the, the video promo thing from Gable, by the way, was really cool as well. About yeah, him knowing that was really before. cool. But and it's that, just, the problem is, you just know Braun's going to win every time and it's not really very you believable. You do. We then got... What was interesting. Yeah. Was who was watching. I was going to do, yeah. Yeah. Omos backstage. Yes. Watching on. Omos v Braun is probably the only match that is a bit interesting for both Omos and Braun. Mm. I don't think there's anything they can do that interests me other than being against each other. 
for Amos, certainly. For Brawl, yeah. I think there are things we can do eventually, but um, yeah, that's that's an interesting match. And Braun should win, in my opinion. Oh, Braun uh, should destroy Amos, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a cool match. Some yeah, that, that made it a little bit interesting. I did note that, and I was like, okay, that's got me. That's got me interested a little bit. And the only other thing I think on Raw was um, there was Solo Sakura versus Angela Dawkins. So we had the bloodline backstage. Uh, Sammy Zayn was making Jimmy Uso laugh, and then Jay come in. Oh, brilliant. Solo was trying not to laugh. Uh, he, 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 he had Solo. Solo couldn't keep a straight face. Yeah, and then Jay wasn't impressed, and then they were like, right, let's get down to business. And then the Street Profits come in, and Montez Ford had his foot in a um, sort of cast. Is, is that legit injury? Do you know? It must be, yeah. If, yeah. He's, if he's got his boot up like that, it must be a legit injury, um, which is a shame because he's great, obviously. Mm. But Dawkins had a one-on-one match with um, Sokoa, who's everywhere at the moment. Sokoa is, gets the yeah. win. Yeah, good match. Which is, which is fair enough. And that match was good. And I, I'm really liking Angelo Dawkins' work at the moment. I think he's uh, been really good in the last few months. Yeah. So I just want to give him a bit of credit. Yeah, it's been amazing. And then I think that was it for more. So we'll just go yeah. to NXT quickly. Let's go on to NXT then. And we'll start with... Um, a main roster team. We had started NXT actually with Pretty Deadly. Um, <laughs> what did you make of this, Rome? <laughs> I mean, it was... It was the pretty, crowd seemed to hate it. It was pretty funny. Um, I, can't, I, I can't help but laugh at them. Pretty I Deadly. I, I love them. They're amazing. Um, come out all dressed up as like... Um, judges. Yeah, judges. And, and talked in like old English, like Shakespearean yeah. English. Um, uh, they got interrupted by the Brawling Brutes... Um, Ridge and Pete Dunn. Yeah, Butch. no Seamus here. Um, no Seamus. Um, to set up a NXT tag team title match at the end of the show. Yeah. And when, when it's set up, I was like, how are they not going to have the Brawling Brutes win the tag team title belts? And I was like, what, how, what are they going to do with the NXT tag team titles with Brawling Brutes as champs? Like, I couldn't think of a way they weren't going to win. But we got the interference from Imperium. Okay, another sort of distraction going. Um, yeah, and, and pretty deadly retain beating the Brawling Brutes. They had a really good main event. It was a good, good NXT main event. Um, Bru- Bruiserweight chance here. Pete Dunne being really over with the NXT crowd. It's not exactly surprising. Yeah, um, I mean, again, I, I, I said this every week. I remember. I just want to give praise again to Ridge for he looked really good again. Yeah, just, and I'm, he's I'm, talking. I, a lot I think more he's on, on the mic. Fire, yeah. He's talking a lot more on the mic and as he's well. Having the best one of his career, Ridge Holland. I mean that's not difficult, but yeah, it's not. It's, no, it's not difficult. Because he, he wasn't. In, he did nothing in NXT really. Yeah. Before he was called up, but he was with Pat McAfee for a bit, wasn't he? But yeah, and then he did nothing early on apart from injure Big E, and now he's having he's having a decent run now. Fair play to him. Then he seems to have improved. So yeah, fair yeah. And then um, after the match, pretty deadly were confronted by um, Anofi and. Malik Blade and Briggs which, and Jensen. Yeah, to, which, for, for an, that's not particularly... That, that to me, shows a weak tag division. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that the Brawling Brutes, yeah. Brutes down there, but they have lost, obviously, they've lost Imperium, they've lost the Garda del Fantasma, two fantastic uh, NXT And, and you teams. have probably the best tag team Creed Brothers involved, nowhere near the tag division right now. Yeah, so. they're, they're involved in a different storyline. Um, so yeah, the tag division's not the strongest at the moment because of that, unfortunately, I think. No, you know what? No. It's a real shame that they got rid of Trent Seven because Mustache Mountain should have had, been having a tag run. Imagine yeah. that. I know Tyler Bates just had his title match, but now what are they going to do with Tyler Bates now? Right? Yeah, now they could have brought, brought Trent Seven in like next week. 
Mm. Um, and then had a really thing is uh, you can't the way they finished it on NXT UK you can't have them go back as a team I know one tag team they might introduce though it's a little segue which I quite like will be in the share yes could become a a real impact in the tag division I think because Veer is really good I think he's good enough in NXT he should stand out yeah and I I I've been saying for a while I think Sanger's quite decent yeah. And I think they could be a really good tag team in NXT. And they've, they've got something that, not just NXT, but WWE in general was missing, which is monster tag teams. I mentioned them, but they haven't, we haven't really seen anything since AOP, where they've got two yeah, big guys. Probably right, probably the last where one. Where they yeah. destroy people. We've had tag teams where you've got one big guy and one smaller guy, or two smaller guys, or whatever, but you haven't had like a wrecking tag team mm. really since AOP. And I think they could be a really good. Um, that like tag team like that. You could even put a manager with them, like AOP did. Well, they had yeah. they had Malcolm Bivens before, didn't they? Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think you can go down that route with them. I think I'm glad to see them back together. So Sangle had a segment, didn't he, backstage with Quincy Elliott? Was it? Was it Quincy Elliott? Uh, no, he was oh. with um Nathan Fraser. That's it, Nathan Fraser. It was. I'm getting my segments mixed up. Yeah. And then, yeah, Veer comes back at the end and they kind of stare at each other. But yeah, I think they're going to get them as a tag team, which is cool. Yeah, all for it. Um, we mentioned uh, the Creed Brothers, so we should probably get into that because yes. this is really interesting developments here. Um, we had Julius Creed uh, defeat Duke Hudson on the show. Um, uh, what is Duke Hudson, by the way? Oh, he's pointless, yeah. He's, I thought Zion Quinn was a jobber. I called him a jobber last week because he keeps jobbing to people. Yeah, he got a win but, this week. Zion yeah, Quinn. yeah. But, <laughs> but Duke Hudson is another guy, similar size, big guy. Yeah. <clears throat> has, and he just, oh my God, he, he got beaten in seconds there. And I know. Julius spot. Creed is very good, but um, interesting. Yeah, like, Julius Creed's great, yeah. I don't know whether that, uh, so we'll get, I'd say Brutus Creed had some injuries on his back from the chair shots yeah. last week. They look pretty brutal. I don't know if they're real, whether they, that's kind of makeup on his back. I don't know, but Might it looks brutal. Um, but after the match, we had uh, Damon Kemp come out and um, challenge, or Julius challenged him. To, who challenged who? But they're having a match at Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Um, and Julius was like, well, I don't mind, you know, I'll put my career on, I'll put anything on the line to fight you sort of thing. And um, Damon Kemp actually, so in the end, it's Brutus Creed's career, career on which the line. Really, which is really interesting. And yeah, it's so Judas match. is fighting for his brother in an ambulance match, which is um, just... And I, li- I liked Damon Kemp's line at the end of you can join Roddy, because Roddy's obviously... Yeah, what's happened? What, what, do you know what's happened to Roddy? Is he coming back? Is he injured? Is he? I have no been? idea. I've not heard anything on him at all. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a weird one. I assume he will at least come back eventually like yeah he's still been mentioned on tv so i assume yeah he's not i feel like he's still mentioned left. in the storyline yeah. but I, I, one thing i will say is i think damon kemp has come into his own a little bit in this storyline because i felt yep. like he was just there in this group like the creed brothers are really over everyone likes them yep. body strong is like the longest reigning person yeah. in the next at this point like he's a star and really yeah and Julius was really standing out in particular but the creed brothers were looking really good they've been tag champs damon kemp was just kind of there but I think his promo work in this feud has been pretty good. And I think he's actually stood out more than I thought he would. Because at first, when he was the one that attacked Roddy, I was like, so Damon Kemp's going to be like just on his own then. But yeah. actually, he's done good. But what I do think here was interesting 
is obviously you've got two, what two of them and one of him. And I said, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, I can't see it not being an introduction for his brother. And there's two sets of brothers against each other. I think it yeah, makes that sense. that makes sense, doesn't it? That does make sense. Two like amateur wrestling background sets of brothers. Um, I can see that that going all the way with that feud. I think Julius will win this match because I don't think his brother's getting um, fired. No, but then then the, that after that we'll get the tag match between Kemp and his brother versus the Creed brothers. I yeah. can see that. That would be amazing. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, yeah. maybe for a takeover if they do one. Yeah. I think that could be really good. And um one other thing from the tag team, actually the, the women's tag division, we had a number one contenders match. Nikita Lyons yeah. and Zoe Stark beating Toxic Attraction to become the number one contenders. I feel like we're just waiting for Toxic Attraction to go up at this point. We're waiting for Mandy to drop the belt. So Which I think up. might happen at Halloween yeah. Havoc. Yeah. So we're waiting, we're waiting. That's what we're doing, aren't we? Here. Yeah. But Toxic Attraction. Again, they didn't need another title match today. They've no. been involved in the tag so team. I think the right team won here in that sense because Nikita and Zoe are a decent team who is a fresh match. And it's interesting one, these two, because I don't think they were a team until the main roster tag team <laughs> tournament. They put them together in that and then they've just kept it going in NXT. I quite like um, the, the the way they finished matches with Zoe doing that cool um, knee flip knee strike move she does, and then Nikita's like, yeah. In. Well, there are two people um, I don't think would be doing a lot else if it wasn't to be in a tag team. So right. I just keep them in the as a tag team. Yeah. And who who's champions at the end of this? I I don't really mind. I, mm. I don't really fast who wins. No, neither neither team of that. Unfortunately, I, I, Caden and Katana have done. Next to nothing. Since yeah, I was really wanting tag to get team these belts, but yeah, I haven't done a lot with them. Although I did really like their, their promo video here, where they got like they were talking about real stuff. Yeah, um, Katana Chance. I didn't realize how close she was to sort of quitting and all that. Yeah. I thought that was some really good, um, sort of an emotional promo here. I thought that was really good actually. Um, but it is kind of two babyface teams, I guess. But still, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it will still be good. Um, if we move on to the North American Championship picture, we yeah. had Von Wagner defeat Andre Chase to qualify for the ladder match. Yeah, well, probably I mean, makes sense, doesn't it? It does, but I just don't see anything of Von Wagner. I, yeah, I, I, I think you just need a big guy in the match because you've got Ori Mensa. Yeah. You're going to have one of Axiom and he's in there. To offer Carmelo, different. you need just a big guy. I get, to I get that. Balance it um, out, but yeah, Von Wagner got the win. Um, the only bit of this match that like, was, was exciting was when Andre Chase did his Chase U like moves and the crowd were getting so over there. Chase U, aren't they? Yeah, they are when that stuff happened. Oh, and there was one other cool thing actually. Um, Thea Hale slamming Robert Stone on the outside. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. That. I like well, that Robert Stone always gets taken out. I, like that. I, I don't know how he's still in NXT, that guy, but he's been there years and he's he yeah, does he's, he's not even much of a mouthpiece for Bob Baxter. You don't see character. him talk too much. No, yeah. well, Sophia Conwell kind of taken over a little bit before she got yeah. called up. And then obviously she got called up into the Maximum Male Models and then Stones kind of feels like he's back as the main thing there. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not into Von Magna, but I, I get why no, he's in the no, match no, because no, the no, other no. three are like cruiserweights and, and uh, the fourth person will be as well because it's um, Fraser or um, Axiom, isn't it, next week? Yeah as the last spot. So they're all small guys that'll be flying yeah. around. So you've got a big guy. It makes sense. And then obviously you had two of the guys already in the match, have a match here as well. Uh, Ori Mensa and Carmelo Hayes. 
Yeah, Carmelo got the win after a trick Williams. Thank God, he did win, by the way, because he's lost yes. two matches in a row. And he I was did like, need a win, Carmelo. Yeah. I know Oremens is new, but like he's already like done really well, even just to get into the qualifying match. So yeah, but Carmelo's awesome. This match was pretty good uh, too, as you'd expect, sort of two fast-paced, high-flying uh, guys. So yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, probably the other big thing on this show. There's other stuff as well, but the Grayson Waller effect. With, yes, um, I didn't like this segment at all. I did like it. Interesting. Oh, really? I quite enjoy. I think Grayson Waller is very good at what he's done. I think he, I think he was fine. I liked the kind of the layout the of it. I terrible, liked but... like the fact that he had like his own special camera. Then there was like tweets going across the bottom, and some of the tweets were quite funny. Um, I can't remember any of them now, off my head. But yeah, I, I was enjoying reading the tweets as he was going along, and I liked how he was kept trying to like make it about him and. Um, yeah, the back yeah. and forth between Corey yeah, James and It's Roxanne. kind of like this TV, isn't it? And it also intersected two feuds at once because you have this Roxanne, Corey Jade, and then you had the whole, always the fear of Apollo. Um, and it was like the spin the wheel thing. And he walked over and there was a the guy in the hood and he kind of checked, lift, lifted up his sleeve and it was he had white skin. And he was like, oh yeah, you're, you're not Apollo. And um, yeah, span the wheel. And then under the ring, Apollo drags him under and then he comes out with... Yeah, I don't like the eyes. around his eyes. I, don't, I didn't like that. And I also didn't... For the sake of that, an eye rake, it feels really over the top. And I didn't think eyes the bleeding. promos between Cora and Roxanne were that strong. I, I didn't say. mind them. They weren't terrible. I, well, Cora James a few, right. I, I just didn't think it quite had it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I just thought the, the thing at the end was terrible. <laughs> Interesting Roxanne Perez um, outfit as well. The like half suit. Half, yeah, not, yeah. Like, half, I, I wasn't a fan of this segment overall. I, I, I would say I overall it was a it. negative. It wasn't, you know, there were bits of it that were okay, but yeah, overall I didn't really. I wasn't really a fan. Um, no, fair enough. Were you a fan of Wendy Chu versus Lash Legend? It was I over very quickly. Which barely is remember it. <laughs> yeah, Wendy. Chu, I, I, my literal, my notes were Wendy Chu versus Lash Legend. Match was quick. Wendy wins. Yeah. Um, which for me is the right decision. I don't really see a lot in Lash Legend. I think Wendy Chu at least has something. So, yeah. That's, do you um, think Hank Walker has something? Because I do not get him at all. I, I do and I don't. Like, I don't get Hank Walker. Don't get it. He's just a security guard. Well, that, that's, that's the whole point, him. isn't it? He, he's supposed to just be him. a normal guy. That's that's yeah. kind of the point, I guess. And he just lost his own um, Quinn, who, who's the I liked him the first the time. And I think he's all right. But yeah, he did lose to Zion Quinn here. Um, there was there was quite a lot of filler on this show, yeah, and that and was then, one of them. Um, that was Quincy Elliott come out. To we save even got um, Hank Walker at the end. Ha- um, Javier Bernal, or whatever his name is, yeah, challenged Ron, Ron Breaker, Breaker, and I was like, "How am I supposed to care?" Like, Javier Bernal absolutely destroy him. He lost to Hank Walker. Yeah, NXT is feeling a bit AWE in the way that they're just bringing in. Hank Walker and Javier Bernal. Like, I, I don't know these guys. Are. Why should I care about them? Like, you haven't, you haven't yeah. introduced them to me. I, I just, again, I feel like you have to watch Level Up to know these guys or something. Like, I, I just don't, because apparently Javier Bernal's had loads of matches on Level Up, but I, I don't know him. So you, they need to introduce no. these guys to us. I think they've not done a great yeah. job with those two. You mentioned um, other big things that happened on the show. There was another big thing that I thought that happened on the show, and it was to do with schism. So earlier in the show, um, we had the hooded figure, the the girl. We you can tell it's a woman now. Yeah. Um, trying to hand out the smiley face things. They weren't happy with her at the start of the show. 
Then she's backstage and Cameron Grimes stupidly falls into the trap, goes over and talks to her and then gets beaten up by Schism. And then they officially welcome the hooded person into the group. So I, I'm assuming they'll probably reveal who she is next week. Any ideas? I think it's Isla Dawn, like I said last week. Isla Dawn, yeah. Okay. I think it's Isla Dawn. I, I don't see... It's got to be someone from NXT UK, right? Because I don't think it's like Saray or Tiffany Stratton or... Hey, well, these people done two gone now. But I, yeah, I don't know. There's two people that are, are not doing anything. Well, anyone else that's been missing, I think it's got to be someone that's come over from NXT UK because they've been introducing... I think Isla Dawn makes the most sense. It could be maybe Aoife Valkyrie uh, or someone like that. Yeah, but Aoife Valkyrie wouldn't be a terrible... I, I think one of them too, but I, I, think Isla, I think Isla Dawn. That's yeah. what I think. That's my guess. That doesn't make complete sense, actually. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and would you have guessed the last man standing in the D'Angelo family would be Stax? Because he was on his own this week, confronts uh, Wesley... Um, it used to be like a seven, six-person group at one point. Yeah, I know, and it's just stacks left. Honestly, I, do you remember when I was obsessed with Tony D'Angelo and I loved him? I yeah. could not care less anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, he's gone. It's not his fault. Yeah, I know. I, the, I like the feud with Vescobar, but that then, you know, that was kind of, that's died. Then one of them got released. Yeah, that, that's, that's really, roster. that's really... And I just and he, and he doesn't feel important anymore, to, uh, Tony, unfortunately. I like him, no. but he, yeah, I just... I couldn't care less anymore, fortunately. No. Um, one of my criticisms of, of NXT is I don't think they are featuring the NXT title anywhere near as much as they need to. But we, no. we, we got a little promo from Dragonov and McDonough. Not, I, I thought they had cool, cool videos from those two. They were, but I just feel like the NXT but, title does not feel, does not feel like well, a big deal. I just, we just said Breakers is having a match with Bernal. That's nothing. Yeah. The, the I'm North sure American we're title feels bigger. But... The women's title, you know, Mandy Rose is okay. Not so much this week actually, but usually she's on the show. Well, she was. She arrived at the show, and we forgot to mention actually. Um, so oh, they yeah, arrived taken at the start out, yeah, and then by, um... taken out by Albert Fire straight away. Yeah. So that was that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I thought we were getting a six women tag match this week. Maybe next week that's happening. I think it might be next week. Yeah, Albert Nikita and Zoe. I think that was about it on NXT. Yeah, I, I looking now. I can't see. I think anything. we've covered every. The only other thing I was going to say, actually, it started off. We had different commentary team this week. So, oh yeah, we, did. we had a guy called Sudu Shah, who I'm not, I don't know him really. I think he commentates on Level Up. Right. Okay. And Byron Saxton was there for some reason as well. I don't know um, why they added a third person. So that got off to a weird start, but I thought the commentary was okay. I didn't notice it being like particularly worse or better no i, just, I don't know where Vic joseph was, was like, okay. there's anything to do with the hurricane or whatever i think they just mentioned something at the start but i can't remember what it was yeah um, um and also the 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 color changes yeah so we got the color change and I not thought, so much okay. black and gold but more like no it's, orange. It's, it's white and gold more yeah. than anything else and i thought okay we're gonna get a big reset here we're gonna get like a completely different vibe it felt like the same show to me yeah, exactly. not massive right. changes, but a definite gear change. Like they've so so for the few weeks previous, they've had the old color scheme, but just with the new logo over the top of it. It's a different color scheme. It is slightly different. I think they might just transition slowly into what they want. Mm. But in terms of the actual product, I don't think it felt any different. I think it no, felt exactly no. the same. 
And I don't know whether um, we're going to get a, a premiere of NXT like we are with Raw and SmackDown. I, I, yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm not sure. To refresh it completely. I would like to see it like given a proper... I know they've got Halloween Havoc coming up, so maybe that's why they haven't. But Yeah. Um, I think the, the next big job for Triple H is defining some rosters because it's a bit all over the shop with... Like we've criticised, and I'm probably the biggest critic of Vince in the past, for a lax roster, just people going wherever they want and there's no real, you know, there's whatever names he gave it, like the superstar shakeup or whatever. I just think I want to see a proper draft, just, not, not, it doesn't have, I guess a draft is probably sensible. A draft, let's just get defined rosters for Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and let's just go from there. Because um, at the moment, it's a bit all over the shop. Which I, I don't really like. I think I, I don't mind I'd it, rather see like defined rosters. At moment. Like, well, like some people, like I get Usos, the, the bloodline, yeah, yeah, basically, and like and but like, same with damage control as well. You just got Braun Strowman, Alpha Academy, Austin yeah. Theory, Gargano and Owens, Gargano and Owens this week, and Belair as well for no reason. Yeah, like it's it's all just everyone's everywhere. Um, mm. Yeah, I just think I did notice that uh, on Friday on SmackDown in particular. Although like there was people the missing, was there was people missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah, yeah. On that Friday. is true. That is true. But, <laughs> but still. then you, you had Nakamura just do a random walk by backstage segment. Yeah, you exactly. could have done something more. So you, you, you could have probably made it work. But yeah, yeah. I mean, at the moment, I'm loving WWE's product. So yeah, there, there are little things I criticize. That, that, that's, that's probably my, my there, only um, criticism right now. Mine is mainly the distraction finishes. Every match I feel like is a distraction. That's my main one, more than the roster. The roster thing is a slight problem as well, but I think um, there's too many distraction finishes, um, which they need to cut down on just a, just a little bit. Do some where they make sense, but they need to do them in every single every single match. That that's the problem with having. You know, what we were saying we've got the the sort of the link over feuds, where people are feuding with multiple different people. Yeah. That's great, but this also leads to this because every Austin Theory match. Someone's going to interfere because Theory's got so many people that same with Rollins now. Yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me if Ali interferes on Monday and costs him the United States title to then set up that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like it becomes a bit. There's too many. That's the only downside to that. It's called them multiple storylines, but and and AEW does a lot of distraction finishes as well. By the way, so this is a trope in wrestling in general. That yeah, it's yeah. it's it's an easy way to protect people, and also I always always think. On an individual basis, you can probably defend the distraction, but just yeah. when you when you're booking a show and you're booking four in one show, you need to look at that. Yeah, I, I think you should always look at the show, look at the finishes you've got, and go right. If we've got more than one distraction, yeah, there's no DQ on there. Try not to have a DQ if it's a distraction, but if you yeah. have to do a DQ, I mean the roll ups have gone, haven't they? Yeah, there they, was, they used I to think be... there was maybe one on. Was there one on this show? I feel like there was no. one on Raw. Um, Back in the days when uh, Krusty was yes, uh, Candice Dakota was a roll-up finish. Yeah, what? That's fine. Like I didn't even. I, I had to look at my notes to remember. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was fine. Um, yeah, like there's not there's not two or three a show. No, but it's good, and um, looking forward to Extreme Rules. Yes, and we will have keep an eye on our um, Twitter. We will have our predictions league details out. We'll have our predictions up. I don't know whether we're going to do videos or just tweet them, but um, yeah, we should probably send that out tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Tomorrow morning. Probably. Yeah. We'll won't predict until Saturday because I think SmackDown might play a big part in predictions. So same. Yeah. 
But, but yeah, I think but yeah, yeah, look out for that on our Twitter. Follow us at Recharge Wrestle on there. If you listen to us on podcast, uh, follow us on YouTube, Recharge Wrestling. You'll find us very easily. Please like and subscribe on there and watch our content if you want to look at us. Um, <laughs> if anyone's wondering where Krusty is, he's not been on for a couple of weeks. He will be back, hopefully next week. Um, he's just yeah. been, he's been ill and busy and just, it, unfortunately, the days haven't quite lined up um, where he's been free. Yeah, we'll get him back. Shame. But we, don't worry, he will be returning. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, follow us. Like I say, follow us on Twitter. Um, share any content. Look out for us. Um, go back and watch our Clash of the Castle stuff, uh, live videos. Hopefully, might have some more gaming content at some point as well. Yes, yeah, the plan. But, yeah. Um, and uh, we will definitely, hopefully, as well, have an Extreme Rules review um, Sunday or Monday. Um, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, again, we don't know the availability yet. Yeah, it so depends on availability, yeah. But um, we will definitely try and get some sort of video out for that because it's a huge show. Um, I will hopefully as well have a quick reaction video to Dynamite because I did watch Dynamite today. Hopefully that will be available soon as well. So keep that for that on our Twitter. And yeah, okay. keep, a, keep an eye on that for all of our content. And we'll be back soon. Goodbye. See you next week. 